Hey ladies, welcome to the Core 4 Momentum podcast, empowering women in pelvic health. In this podcast, we will uncover all aspects of women's health and pelvic health. This podcast is hosted by the Core 4 team, a strong group of pelvic health physical therapy experts who are passionate about advocating for women's health and changing the world one pelvis at a time. Stay tuned to the end of this episode to find out how to join our free private Facebook group of empowered women. If you join, you will have access to free pelvic health education and you will become part of a strong community of ladies. Now let's get into today's episode. to the Core 4 Momentum Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jessica Thompson, pelvic health physical therapist, passionate about all things women's health and pelvic health. And today I am so excited. I'm getting to interview Elisha um, Douglas, and we are talking about doulas and the effects of COVID-19 on the work of doulas and the benefits of doulas for women um, throughout pregnancy, throughout labor and delivery, and after. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm great. So if you want to, you can just introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little bit about yourself and your background and what you do. All right. Um, Yeah, my name is Elisha Douglas, and I am a labor doula, a postpartum and infant care doula, and a childbirth educator. And I'm also a doula trainer. Um, I have a small agency here in the metro Atlanta area, and the name of it is North Atlanta Concierge Doulas. Um, I've been a doula for eight years now, but I'm This is my first year operating as an agency. I've been a solo doula up until this point. Um, But recently, I just said, you know, I was starting to get a little bit more business that I could handle. And so I took on some independent contractors to help lighten the load a little bit. So um, we'll see how we grow this year. Um, It was a little bit difficult. I know we'll talk about the whole COVID-19 thing a little bit later. Um, but it was kind of scary uh, starting an agency during COVID-19 times, um, but I think we'll get going soon. But anyway, we'll talk about, like I said, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, so I have an agency here. I've been a doula for about eight years. Um, very passionate about what I do. Um, every time I do it, it's just like seeing a miracle. Mm. Every time you have a baby born, um, also, every time you have a, a new mother born, because it's not just babies being born, it's mothers, it's fathers, it's whole families being born. And so getting to be a part of that process, not only at the birth, but from the pregnancy, during the birth, and then sometimes even afterwards, um, which if people don't know, that's when we really need the help. So postpartum doulas, a lot of people don't know about postpartum doulas. But it is a thing and it is something that people really need, um, sometimes more so than the birth. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so also just before um, providing childbirth education um, to help people understand the birth process, what happens to your body, not only physically, but also emotionally 
um, what happens to your partner and how they're transformed during this process. Um, and then also just educating on what their options are, educating them on what different interventions are, what they're for, when they're needed, that type of thing. So just being that, um, that friend that kind of loves to talk birth and babies with you all the time without ever getting tired about it. Because, you know, when you're pregnant, you're consumed with all things pregnancy and baby and your friends might get tired of hearing you talk about baby stuff all the time. Your doula will never get tired of talking about baby stuff with you. So it's just having somebody to walk the journey with you from whatever point you guys meet until however long that relationship um, goes because some people feel like postpartum is over at six weeks. And what we know is it takes a long time. I'll tell people sometimes I'm like, right now I'm 11 years postpartum. So, um, just yes. like, so you know, sometimes I still need help too. So that's what, um, that's what we're here for. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Um, I like, I like the way that you highlighted it as being a journey and not just a journey for the baby, but for the mom and for her partner and the whole family as well. And then you talked about, um, you being a doula and you not only you explain like different kinds of doulas and so let's break that down because you said epicare labor and delivery like let's talk about like what is a doula just like flat because I think a lot of our listeners have heard the term doula but don't know what you guys do and who you are and then can you break down these different types of doulas because you're educating me on that one Okay, yeah, um, definitely would love to tell you about that because one of the biggest things like when you talk to people and they say, so what do you do? And I go, oh, I'm a doula. And they go, oh, yeah, that's like a midwife, right? And I'm like, no, <laughs> not at all. Um, the difference is a doula is someone who is there. Um, it's definitely there for the pregnancy, for the birth, and for postpartum. But doulas don't do anything medical at all. So we don't take blood pressures. We don't do urine samples. We don't palpate the tummy to try to figure out what position babies are in or any of that type of thing. We are there strictly for emotional support, educational support, physical support, and comfort measures during the birth. Okay. Um, again, nothing medical at all. We don't catch babies. Um, we can in an emergency, but that is not why we are there. Like most of us do have some kind of training on what to do if baby is coming really fast, but do not hire a doula to catch your baby. Hire a midwife or an obstetrician. So yeah, they're here for support. And so different types of doulas, you have your, uh, your birth doula or labor doula. Um, I like to say labor doula because we do a whole lot more than birth. We're there throughout the whole laborious task of growing a baby and bring a baby earthside. So the labor doula. Um, we are there again from during the pregnancy, which during pregnancy, I will usually see my clients probably two to three times. We'll have a consultation and then we'll have two prenatal meetings before they have baby. Um, we'll talk about their choices, what they have available to them, where are you going to give birth, how are you going to give birth, um, how would you like this to look. I tell, ask them, for your ideal birth, what would you want it to look like? Okay, now let's look at 
who's your provider, where you're giving birth, and what's available to you. And let's make a plan to see what that's going to look like. So that's going to be our first prenatal. Our second prenatal, we're going to talk about, all right, this is what happens when you're in labor. When you start to feel this, this is what will probably be going on. This is when you call me. This is when I come over. These are some of the comfort measures that we can try to help you be as comfortable as possible during your labor process. So we're going to talk about options that are available. We're going to, I'm going to show them some things, some positioning. We're going to talk about laboring upright and not being on the bed. We're also going to talk about laboring in the bed because moms get tired. You know, they got to lay down sometimes, but that doesn't mean that we can't still facilitate progress while they're laying down. Okay. And another big misconception that people have about hiring doulas is that they only need to hire a doula if they're planning on having a natural birth. And for most people, what a natural birth means is no medication or anything like that, right? Mm -hmm. Which is not true. We support people with epidurals. We support people who have C-sections. We support people who plan to go completely natural and change their minds. And we don't leave them when they change their minds. We stay there and we support their decisions and we help them through every phase of the process. Um, So that's your labor doula. Your postpartum doula is the doula that comes after you have the baby, okay? Um, Postpartum doulas really are concentrating on two things. They are concentrating on the mother's recovery and the baby's adjustment to life outside the womb, okay? Anything that we can do to help make those two processes easier for the family is what we do. So a lot of people go, oh, postpartum doulas, they'll come and they'll wash your dishes and they'll fix you food and they'll put laundry um, into wash. Yes, we do all of those things, but that's not our primary focus. Our primary focus is making sure that mom, baby, dad, siblings are all adjusting well after bringing home baby. Um, we do daytime care. We do overnight care. So we will come in and we will be there with you. We will, if you're breastfeeding, we will bring the baby to you so you can breastfeed and then we will take the baby. You can roll over and go to sleep and we will change your baby's diaper and we will get your baby back to sleep. Um, and that kind of, you know, just to make sure that you're getting some rest so the next morning you can be the best parent to that newborn because you were able to get a couple of hours of sleep last night because you weren't up pacing the floor and walking and rocking. We'll do that for you in those first couple of weeks as everybody adjusts. And not only the first couple of weeks, as your needs change, the postpartum doula's role changes. So you may go from needing her nights to more needing that postpartum doula during the day. So we will pivot and change to accommodate whatever that family's needs are at the time. That's great. I, I, I don't have any children. I definitely plan on having a physical therapist, a midwife, a doula. But if I wasn't already sold on having a doula, I totally am now. Because I feel like women, um, mothers, they need support. And a lot of the time, some people don't have that family support. You talk about single mothers. 
and you know people throughout the pandemic right now whose parents are across the country who are you know these vulnerable populations who don't want to travel to go stay with their daughter you know when they're having a, their first baby and they need support and that's where I feel like a doula could really help out yeah and even before COVID-19 um, it was still important because here in Atlanta, you know, like this is a very transient city. People come and people go, people come and people go. And there are a lot of clients that I work with who are here and they don't have any family um, mm -hmm. close by. Or like they're not sure, even like I said, before COVID-19, they weren't sure if their mother would be able to make it because we also live in an era where our parents are working well beyond um, what used to be retirement age and things like that. And they might not be able to get off from work and come for a week or two weeks. You know, there may not be a sister, there may not be an auntie, there may not be a grandmother. Mm -hmm. And that's where doulas fill the gap. Yeah, and I think that's beautiful. I also liked how um, you highlighted the difference between doulas and midwives for our listeners, because I think that um, that's a misconception very commonly. And I also think I like how you highlighted the um, how people think that if you have a doula, it's like for those natural births or those home births. It's, it's like not in the hospital or not if I want to have a cesarean or not if um, I'm, I'm getting other medical interventions like you and you said that you literally said that your role changes depending on what the mother needs or what the family needs and that's beautiful um, yeah. so that tells me that every mother could benefit from having a doula whatever choice that you decide on how you want to labor where you want to labor what other providers you want on your team a doula could obviously be an additional benefit do you, I mean, how do you think that mothers can benefit from having a doula on their birth team? Well, one of the biggest ways they benefit, um, statistically speaking, um, we have like so many studies that tell us how mothers and families benefit from having continuous, the continuous uh, support of a trained birth professional. Um, part of those ways is, um, it decreases the chance of you having a C-section. Um, and the way that it does that is that most of the time it's because you're more educated about what your choices are. Your doula can help you to know what's normal, what's not normal. We see things come and we say, you know what, you might need to change positions, like you might need to do something, you know, let's, let's, and we might not say, oh, you're, it looks like your baby's heart rate is dropping probably laying on the court, let's change your position. We say, you know what, you've been in that position for a little while. Let's change your position and see what happens because we also don't want to alarm. But at the same time, if I see something coming, I can say your baby's heart rate looks kind of low and the nurses and the doctors are probably going to come running in this room in the next few minutes. So let's try to change your position and see what happens. You know, because because I'm paying attention, we're an extra set of eyes and ears in the room to kind of detect what's normal and what's not and help make changes for that. OK. Um, and because of that, we kind of help to increase your chances of having a spontaneous vaginal delivery. Um, again, it's because you're more educated of what your choices are. You're up, you're moving um, and you're doing things to help facilitate that. And we're there supporting you through it. 
Um, now, that's not to say that because you have a doula, you won't have a C-section or because you have a doula, you're guaranteed a vaginal delivery. I'm sorry, I don't have a magic ball and I can't make those type of predictions. But the, also the good thing about having a doula is that we walk beside you every step of the way. So if it doesn't go the way that you were planning on it, we're explaining everything to you as it happens so that you're not caught off guard. And so in the end, our hopes is that even if your birth did not go the way you wanted it to go, you can still see it as a positive experience. So we're there and we're trying to reduce birth trauma because things were happening and they didn't know what was going on and nobody was talking to them and people were just doing things to them and they didn't get a say so. You know, we're there helping them to understand what's going on and take a moment to quiet the room enough for them to be able to say something. You know, barring, of course, it's a dire emergency situation, you know, but we're there to create, you will hear doulas say that we hold space. And that's the way we hold space for them. It's like when everything starts to get chaotic, we can kind of bring things back into focus, calm the room down and say, all right, please take some time, explain to this mother, this father, these parents, what's going on, what their, you know, what needs to be done and what choices they have in this, what are the options. Um, we use an acronym called BRAIN to help our clients figure out uh, how to proceed when they have tough choices to make. Um, and we tell them to ask their provider, what are the benefits of what you're telling me to do? What are the risks of what you're telling me to do? What are some alternatives that we can try? Um, I tell them, think about your intuition or your gut. What's your gut telling you um, to do in this situation? How do you feel about this? And then ask your provider, what happens if we do nothing? Do we have time or is this urgent? Can we wait? Can we think about it? Okay. So there, um, you'll hear people say that doulas are advocates. That's how I advocate. We slow down, give them a chance to talk and ask questions, basically empower them to self-advocate for their situation, for their baby. Um, and I tell people, it's like, I don't want to speak for you because you are now this child's parent and you're responsible for them. It's time for you to be a parent. So I'm going to create the space for you to make grown-up decisions because that's what you're going to be doing for this little baby for the rest of their life, mm. you know, at least, at least the next 18 years, right? Um, for that. So we create space for them. Um, statistically, having a doula will decrease the need for pain medication. And that's because we bring hands-on comfort measures, um, position changes, massage. We teach, we breathe with you. We remind you to breathe. We remind you to relax your shoulders, relax your jaw. Um, we remind you, like, if you relax your jaw, you relax your pelvic floor. If you relax your pelvic floor, your service can open, right? So we remind them of those things. So it's always a reminder um, to do those things that are gonna help to relieve tension in your body and relieving tension in your body helps relieve pain um, for that. Statistically, it says that doulas help to shorten labor. Um, and if you look at some of the evidence, it's only by about 41 minutes, but if you can be in labor 41 minutes less than the next person, I'll take it, right? I would too, I would too. Right, okay. 
So those are like statistically some of it, but I think the biggest benefit that I say is that you have someone who understands birth that is working for you, who is not working for your doctor, who is not working for the hospital, who definitely has your best interest and your family's best interest at heart, who's going to help give you the information that you need to make the decisions that are best for you and your family, and somebody there is who's going to stand by you and support your decisions. Um, we have enough people telling pregnant people, giving unsolicited advice <laughs> about what they should do. Um, we love our family, but they like to tell us, well, when I was your age or when I had my baby, we did this and we did that. And we all know that as generations come and as generations go, things change and there's some things we just wanna try for ourselves, right? And no disrespect to the ancestors because they brought us from a mighty long way. But we have to give them the space to learn how to parent the way that they want to learn. And I'm the person who comes in and says, okay, I understand why you would want to do that. Let's try it out and see how it goes. Um, these are some things that you can use. These are some things to help support that decision. Now, if it's like just crazy way out there, let's, let's talk about this. I'm not going to be like, all right, yeah, go just jump off that cliff. We'll see what happens. No, I'm going to say, because like I care, I'm going to say, okay, let's think about this for a minute. Like I get where you're coming from, but let's think about it. Do you think this is a wise choice? How are you, you know, what's, what is bringing you to the conclusion that this is how you should do this, or this is what you want? or this is why you're declining this procedure because from what I understand, it's helpful because. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna talk through those things. I think that's like the biggest benefit of just having someone who's definitely there in your corner and is gonna help you walk through those decisions for yourself. Yeah, and just increase your own self-efficacy because yes. that is what's lacking in healthcare across the board is people being advocates for their own healthcare, people learning about their bodies and what's going on and people learning how they can impact their health. Um, that's just across the board, but in pregnancy and delivery as well, because like you said, there's so many people controlling this process and telling you what needs to be done. And there's nobody there um, that's kind of trying to allow you to have a say so in your body and right. the baby that you're bringing into the world and that's what doulas can provide and you gave a lot of great statistics because I was reading studies as well that say all of that about the decrease in um, cesareans um, I also found a study that said that um, with a doula women are less likely to have a baby with low birth weight, um, weight mm -hmm. and also more likely to initiate breastfeeding um, and that it just increases a mother's self-efficacy overall, um, which is great. And I do, since we're throwing out statistics, I do want to um, acknowledge the fact that Black women and Native American women are more likely to have um, maternal mortality. So that's um, being uh, passing away during delivery or even like the first year after yeah. delivery. All the way up to a year after birth. And um, I wonder, me personally, if, because a lot of times Black women and other women of color, we are not given that prenatal care and education that we need. We have 
they're largely underserved populations when it comes down to education and just support. Um, and then there's also um, just um, people in healthcare in positions um, in the medical field who have this implicit bias. And I wonder um, how the effect of doulas could have on that number of how many women of color are passing away because of, you know, issues with labor and delivery and within the year after. Because I can imagine a lot of these women are not having that support throughout pregnancy or in that room. What if, what if these women, what if all of these women had a doula in the room to advocate for them, to explain what was going on for them, to be a voice for them when they can't be a voice for themselves because they're trying to deliver a baby? How could that affect that number? You know, one thing that I have to say is like, I, I wish every woman could have a doula. Even so, I know that even with every every woman of color having a doula, I can't guarantee that nothing bad will happen. Right. You know, but I will say, I do believe that we would see that statistic drop dramatically because there would be someone there again, who are eyes and ears who knows what's normal, mm -hmm. who knows what's not, mm -hmm. who knows when a nurse needs to be in the room now, who knows when they need to have a doctor now, who knows that this isn't just normal after pains or this isn't your normal bleeding or her head should not be hurting like mm -hmm. this. Um, something needs to, something's wrong and someone needs to come and see about it. Um, and I even tell my clients, if your gut tells you that something is wrong, you call your doctor or you go to the emergency room and you do not take no for an answer. Mm -hmm. Because God, whatever higher power you believe in, gave you intuition for a reason. Yes. And you need to use it. When you say that something isn't right, you make sure they check out everything they can to find out what's going on. Um, and to your question, with a doula in a room, that's what can happen. A doula, I can't necessarily speak for my client, but if I'm the only one there and I see something, I'm going to say something. If they have a partner or a family member, I'm going to say, you need to go get a doctor and you need to get them now. I'm going to stay here with her. You need to go get a doctor. You need to call for a nurse. I'm going to be pushing the nurse call button because we'll be able to see that and say something. Um, you know, and that's the thing. Not having a doula means not necessarily knowing if this is normal or not. And if there is implicit bias and you notify and somebody comes in and goes, oh, that's normal. And you don't know whether it is or not. You just have to do what? Take their word for it. Yeah. Or someone with implicit bias comes in and thinks you're exaggerating your pain as they don't believe that black people feel pain the same way um, or that they're being dramatic or they're being extra, um, then it's time, yeah, somebody needs to speak up and yeah. say something. Um, and the more that I am in the room and the more that I start to tune into those things, the more things that I see now that I used to not see. 
and it's not necessarily someone blatantly ignoring um, a patient. Um, it may be as simple as someone having to ask for pain medication when you know you've seen others just receive pain medication, you know, or you having to ask for certain supplies when you've seen others offered certain supplies, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like having someone who knows what you're supposed to get, when you're supposed to get it, um, and how these things work to say, you know what? let's call the nurse and see why you haven't gotten your pain medication yet. Or let's call the nurse and see why it's taking so long for the lactation consultant to come by um, or any of those number of things. Right. Right. Because you, I know that you've probably assisted with many different births. So you are able to look at things from the outside perspective and, and compare how things are. Um, Going back to, you know, we talked about the benefits of doulas and why women should um, have them on their birth team. How, how soon should women look for a doula? Like, is, is it too soon ever? Never too soon, and it's never too late. Okay. The average, I'll say, though, most people contact me in their second trimester or, like, early third. Like, the average is probably about 28 weeks like right transitioning from second trimester into third trimester. Um, but I say it's never too early because if you acquire your doula early on, you get to spend more time with your doula. Your doula gets to know you more and you get to build that relationship over, over several months versus several weeks. Um, and that way your doula just, you know, gets time to get to know you, really understand what you're wanting, what you're looking for. Um, Clients that hire me early on, we talk pretty much after every doctor's appointment is when I tell them, like, let me know when you have a doctor's appointment, how did everything go? What did you talk about? Do you have any questions? Are there things that you need to bring up at your next appointment type of thing? So we're continuing that conversation. And then somewhere around 30 to 32 weeks, we're going to have that first meeting and say, all right, how's everything been going? Okay, now that you, you know, we're almost there, we're getting close to D-Day. Let's go ahead and get this plan taken care of. Um, understanding that not everything goes according to plan, but let's lay out the things that you would like to see happen and let's talk about how we're gonna prepare for that, right? Because it's like a marathon. You don't just get up and run a marathon one day, right? You prepare for it. So let's talk about the things that we're gonna do to prepare for this day to go the way that you would like it to go, barring anything beyond our control. We're gonna try to stay as close to this as possible. Now, if things go astray, they go astray and we'll deal with that. But just because one part of your plan doesn't go the way you want, it doesn't mean we throw a whole plan out of the window because everybody goes, this happened and then my whole plan went out of the window. It doesn't have to be like that. And that's what I try to tell them. Just because you had to, you couldn't get this or you had to get that doesn't mean everything just blew up in smoke. We're, we're going to do what we can, mm -hmm. um, again, to make sure that this is a positive experience for you. Um, it is my preference that you hire me before 36 weeks or 37 weeks <laughs> okay? Um, because that just doesn't give us a whole lot of time to get to know each other and prepare. And we all know that babies have a mind of their own. Some of them decide to come early. Mm -hmm. Some of them just hang out until you kick them out. Um, but we don't know that. So if you think you want to hire a doula, you need to start talking to them as soon as possible. 
Um, another thing, doulas can only take so many clients um, to make sure, you know, well, we can't even make sure to try to be prepared to make sure that we are there. Do we have backups in place? We do. But I feel like if you hire me, you want me there. So I'm not going to take on eight or nine clients a month and risk missing three of them or four of them, depending on when somebody delivers. So make sure you talk to your doula about how many clients they take per month. Um, and because they will book up a doula who only takes two to three or three to four births per month may book up really quickly. And so when you know you want one, let them know what your due date is and go ahead and get on that doula schedule. Yeah. Wow, I can imagine that is tough balancing all of the different moms you serve and then the due dates. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's always like you can't you can't determine when babies are gonna come. Um, and people are always wanting to know, do you have anybody with a due date close to mine? And I was, I always tell people, I would rather take two clients who have the same due date than to take two clients whose due dates are a month apart, because I worry more about the ones that are a month apart than the ones that are the same date, because the one that's due at the beginning of the month might come in the middle of the month, and the one that's due at the end of the month might come in the middle of the month. So it's more likely that those two are going to land on the same day than the two that's due the same day. Okay, but we do our best. Um, like I said, we do um, usually work in teams, or we have backups in place to make sure that all of our clients are covered, and that if they are wanting our support, that they will not be by themselves. Yeah, yeah. I know that I'm working with um, a patient right now who's in her third trimester and approaching 34 weeks and um, we discussed the benefits of having doulas and one of her concerns was that because of COVID where she's um, having her baby they can only allow one extra person in the room and she wanted to be her partner of course so I wanted to ask you like have you ran into this since COVID times like how has your role kind of changed after COVID so we'll back up because we're like we're at one year now it's like it's been a whole year since like it seems like the world turned upside down right yes. um but like in the beginning because we just we didn't know we had so little information um and we just didn't know what was going to happen and i attended first in person until Hospital said they couldn't have any more um, than one person. Um, and then even like there were a couple of hospitals that still was allowing doula support. But because I have family members that are immunocompromised, I, my husband has multiple sclerosis and my youngest son has asthma, I had to think about their health as well. So it was like this tug of war between like, can I still go serve my clients and risk like bringing this horrible disease home to my family or do I risk losing the client so that I can keep my family safe? Yeah. Um, and I lost clients um, in the beginning because we just, we didn't know how things were going to work. But as the time went on, um, doulas pivoted and we learned how to make it work with virtual support. Um, and so what basically that entailed was meeting with people through Zoom calls and FaceTimes for 
our prenatal meetings and talking about the positions and the things with their partners and literally giving their partners training sessions virtually to say, okay, if she's having back pain, this is what I want you to do. Like take your hands, put it right here on her back and you're just gonna hold pressure. Ask her how that feels. If it's too hard, you wanna go a little bit lighter. Um, but I promise you won't break her. You're probably not gonna be pushing hard enough. Like, you know, push. This is how you do a hip squeeze. Let me see where you put your hands. Like we're doing this through the computer screen and, and saying this um, and talking through it. And then during the actual birth, you know, early labor, we're communicating by phone just as we would in a normal birth. And then when they got to the hospital, again, virtual support. You call me when you need a little bit of extra support. We'll get on a FaceTime or we'll get on a Zoom and I'll talk, through, talk you through it. I'll see what you're doing. I'll tell you what to do. Um, and then afterwards, then they're like, the baby's here. Great. You did a great job, dad, or, you know, mom, you guys worked really well together, you know, and they're like, thank you for everything. And I'm like, I just, I just provided the support, right? I just told you what to do and you did it, right? Mm -hmm. um, but that's how we, that's how we made it through. And fortunately, um, a lot of the births that I'm attending now are people who are going to facilities that are still allowing doulas. And I'm hoping that with more people getting vaccinated, some of these restrictions will begin to loosen up this year. Although I know hospitals are not in any rush to make that happen, but I'm hoping at least by summer that some of these restrictions are loosened up at least to allow at least doulas yeah. back in at this point because um, in the beginning it was really crazy because some facilities weren't even letting the partners in and these women were you know having to go in alone and even still there are so, still some um, OBGYN offices that still don't allow the partners to come to appointments that still don't allow the partners to come to ultrasounds and they're like missing out on that part of pregnancy that they were so excited to be a part of. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's like, like I said, hopefully that'll change. Um, we do have a few, at least in my area that I know of, there are probably some others. Um, I'm just more familiar with the providers in my area um, that do allow for partners to be there. And there are, like I said, some facilities that are still allowing doulas as well as a partner right now. So that's making things better. But for the ones that aren't, we're just still offering virtual support. We are getting on the phone. We are staying in communication. We are doing Zoom calls um, and FaceTimes to just stay in contact and give these clients every bit of emotional um, and informational support that they can have. That's great. And I mean, I guess that's just like any area of healthcare with COVID. I mean, we have to adapt with what's changing around us. And, you know, it is what it is. But I'm so happy that it has not affected you guys so negatively that you can't be a part of the birthing experience at all. And I'm happy to know that you still, you know, you're still serving women virtually. And you know what, that's the thing about us, you know, is that we're adaptable. And so if we were not able to adapt to COVID-19, you know, I feel like, what does that tell me as a doula? Because our whole job is adapting because no two labors are the same. No two pregnancies are the same. No two births are the same. The same person, like I have 
I, I didn't even talk about my family, but I have four children. And I can tell you all four labors were totally different. So even the same person can have four completely different labor experiences. So we have to be able to adapt to different people, to different situations um, within just that birth world with individuals. So to have to adapt kind of like in the whole grand scheme of things, it was like, yeah, um, that's something that we definitely had to figure out right away. Because like you said, people didn't stop having babies because of COVID-19. Um, actually, a few more babies got made because of COVID-19. That is true. So, um, yeah, you get to spend a lot of time with people, you know, Netflix and chill, right? So. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's so true. Um, how how can women find doulas? Like, how can women connect with you um, in your office? Yeah, so you can find... You can find me online. You can find me at my website, www.natlconciergedoulas.com. Um, but there are many different um, platforms where you can search for doulas. Um, definitely Google search doulas near me. Um, some of the best doulas will pop up. Hopefully I'll be one of those that pop up in your area. Um, but also there are websites like doulamatch.com. I mean, no, it's doulamatch.net. Um, Sister Midwife is a midwife out of um, New Orleans. Shout out to Sister Midwife. She actually has a um, birth professional directory um, of Black birth workers. So for um, our women of color, Black women who are looking for Black birth professionals, she has a website that um, is all for Black birth professionals. Uh, and then there are other platforms out there, like literally if you type in doula near me, um, you should be able to find them um, pop up in your area. And that's, the, that's of course gonna be the best way, of course, right? The internet, um, do a Google search. But if you're in Atlanta, I'm your doula. We're your doulas. Um, give us a call. Um, again, our, find us on the web. Find us on Instagram. Find us on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. Pick a social media platform. Look me up. I'm there. Yeah. I even started um, TikTok. Oh, hey, I'm starting one. And let me tell you, girl, I, I, I just feel old at this point. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. It's a production. It is, but you know what I found is that it's actually a little bit easier because of all the, the music that's kind of like already built in and the way that it's set up. There are a lot of things that you can do where you don't even have to talk. You just have to point and edit some words in there and yeah. it turns out great. You know, just fix your face, make yourself look cute and point at some words. I only have two videos right now, but we're working on it. Wait, what's your what's your um what's your handle? It's the same as my business. It's the same as my Instagram. It's n dot atl concierge plus. Okay, great. I have to follow you. Yeah. So working on it, getting you know because we got. I mean, young people are having babies too, right? They yeah. saying you know we too old to be on TikTok and everything, but I need to find a way to reach the young folks and educate them, and that's. The way that if that's how I got to find you on TikTok, I'm going to find you on TikTok. I'm going to find you on TikTok because I will meet you where you are. So Right, you know, and that's, that's what doulas do. We meet people where they are. Yes. You know. 
we meet you where you are. You don't have to know a lot. You don't have, you don't have to know anything. That's why you're hiring me. We're going to learn together. I'm going to teach you some things. Your partner's going to learn some things. If grandma is going to be there after the baby comes, we can teach grandma too. It's okay. It's a, you know, it's a family thing. Um, and doulas are there for the whole family. Um, and that's one thing we didn't touch on a whole lot. Um, some people, some partners, some dads are concerned. They're like, well, if you have me, why do we need a doula? Because you never did this before either, right? Because, you know, you need support too. It's like, I know you're strong. I'm not negating that. But if your wife or your partner has been in labor for 48 hours, I, you're going to have to sleep sometime, right? You're going to need a break sometime. And doulas are there to do that. If you know, to be able to give you a break and you know that they're not going to be by themselves. They're still going to be taken care of. Um, you're going to be scared, Dad. You don't have to admit it, but you are. You have never seen your wife, your partner, your girlfriend, whatever, in that much pain before. And you're going to be wondering, is that normal? That noise that she's making, is she supposed to be making that noise like that? Yeah, they, they make those noises, right? Ooh, I never heard her say that word before. That means the baby is almost here. Don't worry. Like when that word comes out, the baby is close. Like that's what we, we're here to support them and let them know like this is normal. This is okay. Or this is not normal. I need you to go get help or whatever. So to like balance that out for them. So um, dads, partners, we're there for you too um, in this. That's great. And I just want to thank you for sharing so much knowledge with us. This has been so wonderful. And for you just highlighting that doulas really, um, like your job, your goal is to create an ideal birthing experience, not just for the mom, but for the entire family. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any closing words that you want to share with our audience? Oh, closing words. Um, just that if you desire a doula, try to have a doula. Um, we didn't touch on, no, we kind of, we didn't really touch on pricing because that's big for a lot of people. Um, most doulas are willing to work with you. Um, that's another incentive to hire your doula early um, because doulas will work with you. They will do payment plans. Um, it's a whole lot easier to stretch something out over six months than to try to come up with money in four weeks. Um, so just, you know, if you think you want to do it, that sounds like something that you want to do, start working with a doula early. They will work with you. Um, and then again, you'll get more time with them, time to develop that relationship, time to have more uh, educational resources and things of that nature for you. Um, again, it is never too early nor is it too late, but it's a whole lot easier to, and it's a whole lot smoother process if you can get in early. Um, we want to get to know you. We want to want to build a relationship with you. Again, we want to be your BFF for birth. I love it. So y'all, anybody who is listening, who is thinking about getting a doula, and if your intuition is telling you that you need one, because you do, reach out soon and especially if money is um an issue or a concern ask still ask if you see that doula if you want that doula and you see it seems like her prices are not meeting um where you are still reach out you never not reach out yeah 
they will work with you. So, um, and then I guess my last closing, because it would be wrong of me not to, if you are in the Atlanta area, the metro Atlanta area, looking for a doula, um, again, the name of my business is North Atlanta Concierge Doulas. Um, and you can reach us at on the website, www.natlconciergedoulas.com. Call me at 470-384-9330 or send me an email, info at natlconciergedoulas.com. Alicia, thank you so much for spending this time with us. Yes, thank you for having me, Jessica. This was nice. This was fun. This was great. And I will I love talking I'm, about my work. Yes, I will drop all of your information um, in the show notes so all you right. guys can get go straight to the link. All thank right, you. sounds good. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Core 4 Momentum Podcast. We believe that the journey through womanhood is incredibly special, but also difficult. Know that you were never meant to walk your journey alone. If you are looking for a community of women to walk alongside you as we learn about our bodies and pelvic health needs from experts in the field of pelvic physical therapy, check out our private Facebook group, Core 4 Momentum. That's core, the number four, momentum. We would love to have you join our tribe of empowered women. And if you are a pre-PT student, student physical therapist, or entry-level clinician searching for online education and mentorship to become a pelvic health practitioner, check out the private Facebook group, Pelvic Health Kickstarters. Be a part of the next generation of pelvic health clinicians who will change our world. Lastly, be sure to check back weekly for new episodes and subscribe. Until next time, stay empowered, ladies. Empowered women. Empower women.